When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Suspense, radio's outstanding theater of thrills. Tonight, suspense brings you Mr. Howard DeSilver as homicide Lieutenant Ed Harvey in You Take Ballistics, Cornell Woolrich's remarkable study of the police mind at work, which is tonight's tale of Suspense. I walked down toward the apartment on the opposite side of the street, like I had a dozen times before that day. This time I had to count the doorways. I knew Cass was on the tenth one down from the corner. I knew he was there, but I knew I'd never see him. It was too dark, and Cass was a lot too smart. Hi, Lieutenant. He made me moves, yeah? Not a move. How about the back way? No, no. Peter's is covering that. He'd leave us know. Anyway, you know he's still up there. Every little while you can see his shadow against the shade. There. See? Uh-huh. Yeah. Got a match? Huh? Match? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, Lieutenant. Did you get any orders? Or do we just stick around? Myself, I think he's setting for the night. No, no. This isn't getting us any place. I'm going to make the pinch. Now. Come on up with me, see what we got. Sure. Oh, oh boy, it's good to stretch. Ah, my gams were killing me. Yeah, I know. I done plenty of steakhouse myself. Anyway, it was warm tonight. Yeah, that's always a help. Hey, you know what I think, Lieutenant? What? I think that guy's waiting for something. Or someone. Yeah, like who? Us. He's wise, huh? He's smart, pretty smart. I don't like it. Yes, sir, gents. Coleman, Clarence Coleman, take us up. Yes, sir. I need a, I need a shave. Oh, hmm? uh, you don't look bad. How long has he been living here? You. How long has Coleman been living here? Huh? Oh, uh, Mr. Coleman? Two or three years. Uh, second door. We know the way. What a dump, hmm? Yeah. Hey, Lieutenant, you think no, I ought no, 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 good. He won't give us any trouble. He's too smart. Your name, Coleman? Yeah. We're from headquarters. Okay. Do you want to come in again? Want to talk to me where you are? We want to talk to you downtown, but first we want to come in. Come on in. Nobody stopping. Look around, Cat. Yeah. Suppose you guys got a search warrant. I suppose you got a witness that we don't. Go ahead. Look. 
want you to know I'm not dumb, that's all. Sure, I know. You're smart. We're doing a crossword puzzle. You don't mind, do you? I'll go right ahead. Get that one down before I forgot. Hey, Cash, you find it? Huh? No. You want a gun? Why, sure. Where is it? Down look in the bottom drawer of the bureau. And they're under my winter underwear. Cash, you hear that? I got a license for him, too. You fired it lately? Yeah. Sure thing. Yeah, I got it. Uh-huh. Here she is, Lieutenant. Forgot you don't rub off any prints. I told you he was smart. Maybe too smart. 38. One shell gun. When'd you fire it last? Right last night. Why should I lie to you? You're going to give me the nitrate test as soon as you get me downtown anyway. Right last night, huh? Right into Edmund Lombard's body? Wrong. Into the floor. Here. You got all your answers, don't you? I know what I know. Can't do any better than that for my own brother. If you, uh, fired it into the floor, where's the crease? That little scatter rug? Uh-huh. Take it aside. Uh. See it? Mm. I can do better than a crease. You dig in with your pen knife, you can probably get the slug. Mm. Now, let's have a look. Hey, what are you doing that for, Cass? This guy's just making a chump out of you. Maybe. We better have the slug just the same, Lucy. All right, all right. You, take your hands out of your pockets and get your favorite hat and start moving toward the door. You're coming with us. There we are. Can you buy me? Did you get it? Yeah. That's a 38, all right. Am I under arrest? If you got to have a name for it. No, not yet. You're just a guest of the department for the rest of the night. We'll get the works, I suppose. I'll take him down the stairs, Cass. I want to talk to the shit on the elevator for a minute. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey Cass. Hmm? You, you got any more of that gum? Oh, yeah. Sure. Huh? Hey, huh? All right. Come on, you. All right. All Let's right. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, sir. You got a match? Oh, sir. Huh? Hey, could a gun go up anywhere in this building last night? Sure. Keith did. Coleman? Yeah. The people downstairs telephoned me, so I had to go up there. He fired into the floor by mistake. He was plenty scared. Hey, uh, he in trouble? I don't think serious. Little thing called murder. Claims it went off into the floor last night by mistake. Uh, beat us to the paraffin test, huh? 
Well, he could have framed it that way after he killed Lombard. Yeah, he, he could have. Uh, here's the slug, Captain. Thirty-eight. Yeah. Turn the stuff over to ballistic. Yes, sir. Take up, Captain. Huh? Give me a light, will you? I have. Any report on the one they dug out of Lombard? That's yeah, probably on the way now. Who are these two guys? <laughs> the night elevator man that took them off the Lombard's apartment, and the night counter man in the lunchroom about a half a block away. They recognize him? Positive. Well, it's good to work. Sergeant. Uh, yes, sir. We want to spring these witnesses on him. One buzz, send in the elevator man. Who does a buzz with the other guy? Okay, sir. You think you'll sweat? You? No. All right. Sit over there, Solomon. Sure. Put the light on him, O'Farrell. Coleman, suppose you tell us what you did last night. Beginning when? Beginning when you left your apartment. Well, I went out about 9 o'clock. I walked over to 23rd and 7th. There's a cigar store there. I made a phone call. Who to? Edmund Lombard. So you did contact Lombard? Sure. Did I see any different? Go ahead. You know Lombard's racket? You tell us. Like to bet on the nags. Only the long shots, he wouldn't turn in. He never came in anyway, so who knows the difference. Only this one time, I get a tip on one that comes in at 20 to 1. Lombard can't cover, he lands. I just catch up with him last night. On the phone, I tell him I want my dough. Tell him to meet me in an hour. Did he beat you? I didn't give him a chance. I went up to his place. You went up to his place? Sure. There's no percentage for me to lie. Oh, you got me placed up there. So you went up to his place? Yeah. He was already packing, getting ready to lamb again. He kind of laughed and said, you can't blame a guy for trying. I said, I want my two grand. Okay, you win. He asked me for a receipt. I can't come at him again. Fair enough. I write one out for him in a hotel station. Wind it up, wind it up. Let's hear how good you can make it. That's all. So... Begins unpacking. Figures he might just as well stay where he is now. And I leave. So that's how it was. Sure you didn't leave out anything? No. Why'd you leave out about killing him? Because it belongs out, because I didn't. You didn't have a gun on you when you went up there. Oh, yeah. Sure I did. Why'd you take a gun if you didn't plan to shoot him? So he wouldn't pull one on me. A guy like Eddie Lombard is going to cough up two grand just like that? Unless he has to. Ah, don't lie to us. When we bring you in here, we want the truth. You shot him first and collected your dough after him. No. And then you wrote out your receipt to a dead man. That's no. how it happened, isn't it? Answer no. me! Isn't it? No, no, no. Uh, Dad. Yeah, Captain. Never mind those witnesses. You spiked them for us. Come in here and get us a hand. Sure. Okay, bring him out of it. All right. Come on. Come on, will you? Get up there. Why do we give you something to pass out about? All right, now. Why'd you tell the night man that Lombard was staying and not to bother about his luggage? Because I was afraid he'd go up there and Lombard might think it was me again and take a shot at him. Because he was dead in there and you wanted to get clear of the building before he was found. If huh? I did, I didn't go there. Stayed in the coffee shop down the block. Fifteen or twenty minutes after. Look, what'd you do with the money you took off him after you killed him? The dough he gave me. Put it in the bank first thing this morning. All right. Take over, Cass. All right. Come on, Hobby. Wait a second. Where do I wash my hands, huh? 
Uh, I need a shave. Come on, come on. All right. See you later, Cat. Nobody heard the shot. Well, the people next door were out and down below they were asleep. I don't like it. You notice how he beats it to the punch every time. He's got witnesses for everything except the killing. Which all adds up so we got nothing but circumstantial. Wouldn't stand up and cross the button. Yeah. Well, maybe ballistics will tie it up for us. Yeah, maybe. What's the matter? Don't you believe in ballistics? Sure, but you heard the guy. He's got every other angle covered. He's not going to slip up on anything as obvious as ballistics. Do you think he's guilty? I think he's guilty. I went up to Coleman's apartment. I hate this part of the job. There's always the off chance that it may turn up something, so it has to be done. But nine times out of ten, it doesn't give you a thing. Then this time, either there's a lot of junk. A living room, items. Crossword puzzle he'd been working on, the pencil stub. The butt of the cigarette he'd been smoking and the package he came out of. Bathroom items. Usual sort of stuff in the medicine cabinet and 15 rusty razor blades under the bathtub. Kitchen items. Three empty beer bottles and some very lively cockroaches assorted sizes. Bedrooms items. A bureau full of linen and three suits in the closet. One of them was the gray number he'd been wearing the night he called on Lombard. There was nothing in the pockets but a Canadian dime, a faded snapshot of a faded blonde, and a, a book of cigarette papers. I put the stuff in his pocket in a regulation brown envelope for no good reason. Went back to the precinct. Leffinger was still there, biting the nail. Did you get anything? If I did, I don't know it. How's he doing? How's he doing? How are we doing? Lousy. Yeah, so far. You're still sure of him, huh? I was never so sure of a pinch in my life. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to let it go through in circumstantial. Ballistics will be sure to match his gun to the slug that killed Lombard, and that's enough to do it without anything else. I don't know. Hey, what are you... Tra- yeah? Yeah, this is Leffinger. Well, it's about time. Well, you know where to reach me. I told you I was going to bring him out here. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Listen, Coleman's gun was a thirty-eight. I know that. You know that? Well, then maybe you know that the slug they took out of Lombard was a thirty-two. So now what do you know? That does it. Yeah, that does it all right. No, I don't mean that. I mean he's our meat. He's the guy. You can't tell me different. I'm not telling you different, but ballistics is. Ballistics don't lie. You setting yourself up above ballistics? You take ballistics, I'll take human nature. That don't lie either. Mean he did with a thirty-two and then ditched it. You're wrong. I know. They... I know. Otherwise, he wouldn't have shot that slug in the floor. That slug in the floor with a thirty-eight. Listen, Cap. I've called on all the men. Yeah, and state representatives too. And even they get a little scared when you say headquarters. But not this guy. He was waiting for it. He was calm. He was doing crossword puzzles. He was too calm. He's, he's too smart. He's, he's got everything covered. He's been ahead of us all the way. He's our guy. I tell you. He's our guy. He's our guy. He's our guy. Well, go out and prove it, then. Look, don't take it out on me. I feel as bad about it as you do. Yeah? Well, you're the guy with all the big ideas. Go on out and do something about it. 
How long will you give me? Tomorrow morning. Can't hold them forever without booking them, you know. Tomorrow morning? What am I going to... What am I going to do at this time of night? Take it, no, will you? Give me a chance, anyhow. All right, June. And I'm stretching it for you. Thanks, Captain. Hey, listen. You're not holding out on me, are you? I wish I was. I don't know a thing more than you do, Captain. I just know it's got to be our way, that's all. Yeah. Hey, I, uh... I think I'll take another look at him before I go. Make it easy for yourself. Make it easy for you coppers, you mean. I know you guys. Anything for a pinch. What do you care if you got the wrong guy? All right. Okay, Cass. Okay, you can lay off him. You got something? Yeah. Plug the kill Lombard with a 32. His gun's a 38. Huh? <laughs> uh-uh. Throw him in a cell. We'll probably have to turn him loose in the morning. Morning? The matter with tonight? What's the matter? Don't you like it? Here? All right. But you'll have a sweet piece of false arrest in your hands by morning. Remember that, copper, when you're back pounding a beat. Oh, I won't forget. You're smart. Got a match? Want a cigarette? I got my own. Go ahead, have one. I wouldn't take a smoke from a copper if it was the last one before I died. You may have a chance to prove that someday. Yeah? Yeah, when you go to the electric chair. That sounded good, but I wasn't too sure. Well, they say every criminal makes at least one mistake. Well, I wasn't too sure of that either. All I was sure of was that, that he'd done it. So there had to be some way to prove it. First, I went back up to his apartment. I went over the joint with a fine-tooth comb. Nothing. And I thought of that suit in the closet. I got it out of an over an inch by inch, and I, I turned the pockets inside out. And right there was where I found something that gave me an idea. Or rather, it was what I didn't find that I should have. I went out to Coleman's kitchen and made a pot of black coffee, and I sat down to think. And the more I thought, the better I liked it. It might not mean a thing. It might not even be possible, but it was all I had. So, the next stop was headquarters and the pistol range in the basement. By the time I got through there, it was daylight. Quarter of seven, I was waiting outside that cigar store at 23rd and 7th when a phone had made his phone call to Lombard. It was run by a, a little guy named Truhoff. We questioned him before, but this was different. The store wasn't open yet, but well, he had to seemed about it. An hour and a half, I saw... I saw him throw up, come puffing down the street. Well, well, Lieutenant. You're out of the early bird, huh? You're late. Late? <laughs> what time you want the cigar? The door should open for me. It's love the night. Come on, come on. Let's go inside. I want to ask you a couple of things. More questions. Didn't you ask me already everything but my grandmother's middle name? Yeah, I forgot that. That's why I came back. All right, all right. So now what? About this Coleman. When he was in here that night... Uh, sure, sure. He telephoned from the booth back there. How can I hear what he says from way up here? I, I, I don't care about that now. He used to buy smokes from you, though, you said. Yeah, that's right. Every day, um. Any particular brand? Sure. Always the same. For two years. Uh, see. Always machine-made cigarettes, huh? Always. Why not? Now, listen. What did he buy from you the night he was in here phoning? The same? Why not? You're, uh, you're sure he didn't buy these? Huh? Wait. Yes. You know, if I didn't see them in your hand, I wouldn't ever remember. Cigarette paper. For a change, he said. Because down expenses, he said. <laughs> Best time he ever bought them. Did he buy any loose tobacco to go with him? Well, let me see. No, I don't think he did. 
But he didn't ask me, so I figure he's got some already. Huh? All right. You can give me some now. Oh, sure. Thanks. And uh, give me some matches, huh? Oh, sure. Help yourself. <laughs> hey, what is it all of a sudden that you returned? You look like you just swallowed the cat that ate the canary. You're all right, Pop. I'm going to fix you up. Yeah? Yeah, be a witness of a nice big murder trial. Free. <laughs> I went back to the precinct, but Leffinger had moved him to another one on the east side. I counted the 24-hour detention law. That took more time to locate him, but that was one thing I had plenty of now. I was either in with what I had, or I was out. Suddenly, I felt tired. Tired as an old dog. I tried breakfast, but that didn't help much, so I went on over to the east side. Leffinger was right on deck and cranky as ever, but I could see he was worried. We've had this guy pretty nearly 48 hours, and the cops don't like breaking the law any more than the next guy. Well, where have you been all night, Bright Eyes? Good luck you slept at a park bench. I didn't sleep any place. I've been using my brain. Why didn't you leave word you were going to move him? What's the difference? His next move is out. His next move is a Raymond after what I'm going to show you. Wait, I'm just in the mood for lantern slide. Let's have him in, huh? Bring him in, Joe. Okay, Captain. Now, first I want you to watch how he rolls a cigarette. What are we doing now? Playing parlor games? Just watch him, that's all. And remember, I found these cigarette papers in the pocket of the suit. The suit he wore the night he went to see Lombard. Well, I suppose he gassed him to death with cheap tobacco. Here he is, Captain. Oh, the Rover Boys. You guys woke me up just to move me to another hideout. Why don't you get wise to yourself? You know you're going to have to book me or turn me loose sooner or later. All right, all right. Forget it. We're turning you loose. All we want you to do is to sign a waiver that nothing happened to you. Nuts. I signed nothing. Take it easy, will you? We got the guy that did it. Yeah? Yeah, you got nothing to worry about. We just don't want any suits for fourth arrest, that's all. Yeah, well, you took the words right out of my mouth, Copper, because my first stop after here is a lawyer. Now, wait a minute. Let's talk this over. Smoke? No, not one of them. Yeah. Aren't you smoke these? Yeah, sure. Here's some tobacco. Go ahead, roll one. Hi. That's not the way. I'm a little out of practice. A little out of practice, he says. Don't look to me like you'd ever roll one before in his life. Is it to you, Cap? All right, so send me to the chair for that. Just the same. He bought these cigarette papers the night he went to see Lombard at the cigar store where he phoned, where he bought all his smoke. The first time in two years that he ever bought any. And no tobacco to go with him. Not a shred of loose tobacco in any of his pockets. Now, why do you suppose he bought those cigarette papers that night? You're telling us I'm listening. Are you listening, Coleman? They're talking in your sleep. I'll tell you why he bought them. Better than that, I'll show you. Here, loan me your gun again for a minute, will you? Yeah. 38, right? Right. Same caliber as Coleman? That's right. Now, here's a 32 caliber bullet. The same caliber as the slug that killed Lombard. You want to see it? I know a 32 when I see it. All right. Now, we take the 38 bullets out of your gun. And now we take this 32 bullet and about, uh, about three of these cigarette papers. We double them over, wrap them around the bullets. And guess my that 32 fits into your 38 gun now? Well, I'll be a monkey. Now, watch. I want you a 38 gun will fire a 32 bullet. I'll put it on the baseboard over there. That's ballistics, Cap. How do you like it? Ballistics. Ballistics. You take ballistics. I'll take human nature every time. Three months later, Coleman went to the chair. Whether he took a cigarette from a copper or not before he died... 
I don't know. And I don't care. Radio's Outstanding Theater of Thrills. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.